Yo, what's going on, Wrestling Universe? It's your boy, TK, the Wrestling Index, in the house with the latest episode of the Wrestling Index podcast. And I am so excited to be here today talking wrestling with everybody. It's been a great week so far. Raw was solid. NXT was good. AEW Dynamite was really good. And my son is coming today. My son, Colton James, he's coming. I cannot wait. And we just got tickets to AEW New Japan Forbidden Door United Center. Can't wait. My wife is a trooper. Her and I were sitting there trying to get tickets. We got in the queue. We started uh, 2,000 people behind um, you know, 2000 plus were sitting there like, fuck, we're not going to get tickets, but you know, the United center holds 23,000 people. We just didn't know how many tickets were going to be allotted with this pre-sale code. And we got our tickets, baby. We got two sets of tickets. Actually, we, we were in there originally. We had the section 106 pulled up. We went back cause we wanted to see what seats they were. It didn't say. And we fucked up, and it took us out of there. So we were like, oh, we fucking lost our tickets. We were so pissed, but we were able to get back in right away. We, uh, it held our place for some reason. It didn't hold us the tickets 106, but I got a feeling that those tickets 106 just weren't actually available anymore, so we weren't going to get them anyways. And everybody that I've talked to and every, everything that I've seen on Twitter, um, you know, as far as people in the community goes, it, it looks like 300-level was where everyone was getting by the time we all got in because we all were in after 2000 plus for whatever reason. I don't know how the, uh, or I don't know how, how, how that works and the algorithms work and you know how, how it's decided who's in what order. But I do know that I got tickets. I'm very excited. We got two sets of tickets. So we got the 300 level. We went back in because we wanted to see if there were any 100 level. We found 100 level. It's like behind the stage, section 120. So we don't know how good those tickets are going to be. So we're going to probably sell one set of them, see what we can do. Uh, but at the end of the day, me and the wife, we are fucking going to AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door at the United Center. We were there when CM Punk fucking came back and we're going to be there for this epic show where, in my opinion, CM Punk should be holding the AEW World Championship, while Kazuchika Okada is holding the New Japan Pro Wrestling Championship, and those two guys will go head-to-head. Now, that probably won't happen, as Punk will probably fight someone from New Japan, and Okada will probably fight someone from AEW, both of them getting wins and showing dominance with their belts. That's fair. I respect the booking. I want Punk and Okada down the road at some point, and I hope that we get that. But we're going to the show. I'm excited. My boy's coming soon. Um, it'll be probably like six, seven, eight, nine hours. Uh, my boy Colton's coming. Colton James. I'm so excited. We got our tag team. Uh, my son Jameson. Colton's coming. So excited. And let's go. And let's talk some wrestling, guys. Uh, so, again, I'm pumped to be going to uh, Forbidden Door. AEW Dynamite last night was damn good. I really enjoyed the show. It was focused around the Owen Hart the Owen Hart Cup. We had two matches. We finally got the bracket laid out. And we're going to get a Joker. I really like that. So on today's show, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to just be giving you some hot opinions on my things or, or my opinions on things going on 
are on the two two programs right now. So on AEW and over on WWE, I'm really gonna hit hard on on Raw and Dynamite as I really enjoyed those. Now I can sit here and talk negative about SmackDown all day, but I don't fucking feel like doing that. So I'm gonna really just talk about things that I, I enjoyed, give you my opinion and stuff. And there will be a little a little heated hate in there for 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 a couple things as well. But starting with AEW, the Owen Hart Cup tournament in general. I've I've dug it. I dug the, uh, you know, on the men's side specifically. I've I've dug the matches going into it. They really put big deal into it, and I'm excited for this bracket. So in the first round, we're gonna see Adam Cole, and uh, ah fuck, dude, I fucking forgot already. I fucking suck. We're gonna have Kylo. I'll talk this shit out. We're gonna have Kylo Riley. He's gonna be taking on. Phoenix, and then you got Darby Allen taking on Jeff Hardy. They're across from each other in the bracket. I'm just looking off the top of my head from what I remember earlier. And then you have fucking Adam Cole taking on Dax Hardwood from FTR. And then we're going to have Samoa Joe taking on a Joker. So it'll be Samoa Joe and the Joker on one side of the thing alongside Kyle O'Reilly and Ray Phoenix. On the other side, you're going to have Adam Cole, Dax Hardwood, which I originally thought Adam Cole and Dax Hardwood was going to be the finals of this thing. I saw, I thought that's where this was going. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens in that first round matchup. And then you had Darby and Jeff Hardy. So you got a few things here that, that are going to come out of this tournament. One, it's all about Adam Cole, Bay Bay, And you could check out a badass interview with Adam Cole and my guy, Nick, with the Universal Wrestling Podcast um, on his YouTube channel, Spotify. Go check that shit out. Um, he just interviewed Adam Cole about a week and a half, two weeks ago, and that shit was great. So I'm going to give him props for that, and you should go check that out. But this tournament is all about Adam Cole. The Joker intrigues me. I don't think the Joker is going to win the tournament. I think the Joker is going to beat Samoa Joe because Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and uh, the big guy are going to come down, and they're going to interfere in that match. They're going to cost Joe. Obviously, that that's what's being written. Who the Joker is, though, is that's what intrigues me. I think the Joker is going to go to the finals. And it's going to be every... I like how they kind of book this. Um, they they book this with storylines inside the tournament, all right? So Kyle O'Reilly and Phoenix is just going to be a good wrestling match. That's fine. Phoenix should win that match, I'd imagine. Or Kyle O'Reilly could actually win that match, depending upon who the Joker is, and give the guy, the Joker, in the next round a, a really good wrestling match. So that'll be interesting because... At double or nothing, we are 100% going to see the House of Black against the reunited Death Triangle now that Phoenix is back. And it's fucking great to see Phoenix back. He put on a hell of a match with Dante Martin, thus getting into this tournament. But we're talking about the tournament as a whole right now. And I think that Kyle O'Reilly will probably beat Phoenix and then move on to face whoever the Joker is. I'm going to go, You, the Joker, you got... You got three options, and I guess Phoenix could win if the Joker's Miro, right? So if the Joker's Miro, Miro and Joe, that's fucking badass, all right? But then I think Phoenix will be Kyle O'Reilly setting up Phoenix versus Miro in the second round. If it's one of these other two guys, we get a debut, such as Cesaro or Johnny Gargano, then I think Kyle O'Reilly is going to win. So it really just depends who the Joker is. And those are your options, right, for the Joker. I think, in my opinion, those are the options. So you got Miro. Where the fuck has he been? You know, he was hurt. 
And then he was training people, I guess. Are you some storylines from? I don't know how the fuck you know storylines from Miro. Go back and check out my episode I did with Big Sexy two weeks ago talking about AEW booking the good and the bad. Miro is definitely on the bad side of things. Like, what the fuck are you doing with Miro? So this would be a good time to get Miro back into the swing of things. But again, Miro versus Adam Cole. Like, you know, Miro can't lose right away. That's why I don't think it's going to be Miro. But I digress. Um, I think Cesaro is probably the best option in a Cesaro and Kyle O'Reilly matchup. And round two would be killer. But I'm not exactly sure if that's something that's going to happen. So so we'll have to see. But Cesaro, Johnny Gargano, Miro. I think Miro could be likely, but I just don't know where, where it goes with that match. And, you know, that, that would be an intriguing to see. Hell, maybe Miro loses to Phoenix and you get Adam Cole and Phoenix in the final. No, no, no. I See, I just booked the House of Black versus Death Triangle at double or nothing. See, the finals is going to take place at double or nothing. So, therefore, the Joker has to be the one to fight Adam Cole in the finals, which is why the Joker can't be Miro. Come on, TK. We just talked this out. So, it's got to be maybe a debuting Cesaro. That would be cool. I guess my final guess would be Cesaro. And then it'll be Cesaro taking on Kyle O'Reilly run two. And then in the finals, it'll be Adam Cole. Because up top, on the other side, you're going to have Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy just beat Bobby Fish to get into the tournament. That was a really fun match. Just as Darby beat Swerve, that was a fun match as well. Uh, I'm not a Jeff Hardy guy. If you know me, I'm not a Hardy guy at all. That was a good match. Both Jeff Hardy and Bobby Fish looked really good in that match. I was, I was very entertained by it. The right guy won setting up Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen, which is going to set up something at double or nothing. It's just a matter of what is this going to set up. So after the match, after the Jeff Hardy, Bobby Fish match, the Young Bucks came out to like console Red Dragon for whatever fucking reason, just you know, uh, continuing on that story with the Undisputed Elite. And they kind of like give a brush over to the Hardys, looked at each other, stared on whatever you want to call it. So And Darby and Sting were watching from the Raptors. So there's a couple of things that you could do with this. I don't really see the Young Bucks or Red Dragon having anything to do at double or nothing. So I got to give my guy Big Sexy a shout here for booking this match. He said, what about Young Bucks, Red Dragon against the Hardys, Darby, and Sting? Because Darby's going to beat Jeff Hardy in this tournament. Darby loses to Adam Cole. That's how I see it going. And then naturally... Darby loses to Cole. You have interference from the Young Bucks. It sets up that, you know, the Hardys staying in Darby against the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. I kind of want to smack myself for not fucking booking that, figuring that shit out in my own head. But that's exactly where they're going to go. I'd assume they'll have a four on four match. And that'll, that'll be a fun, that'll be a fun match. And you keep Sting going and gives Darby something to do, gives the Bucks and Red Dragon something to do. So it'll be Adam Cole and Cesaro in the finals of the Owen Hart Cup tournament. That's what I'm going to go with for double or nothing. And just like I said, based off of this, you have matches inside of matches. So you'll get to see, you'll get to see the Darby and Jeff Hardy progression where, you know, they've been kind of teasing that from the start. Adam Cole and Dax Hardwood, that's going to be a fucking awesome match. As far as in-ring style goes, Dax Hardwood has put on great matches. He's wrestled a great one with Cash. He wrestled a great one with CM Punk. Everything that FTR has been doing, period, has been fucking fantastic lately. Adam Cole is going to win that match, as I said, though. Darby and Jeff should be good, even though 
I'm not a Jeff Hardy guy, but the Enigma versus the Enigma thing, I dig storytelling, so I dig that for sure. Phoenix, Kyle O'Reilly, two different styles. That'll be a lot of fun. And then whoever the Joker is against Joe. And I think it's a good way to give Joe his first loss, too, by bringing in a guy like Cesaro and then having like Jay Lethal or, you know, Jay Lethal and his crew interfere in the match. And it's not like you're giving Cesaro a dirty heel win, but there's some sort of interference and Cesaro moves on because of it. And Joe doesn't look shitty like he just took a, a clean loss as the ROH television champion. And that's what I got on the Owen Hart Cup. And uh, that's one of the things I want to talk about with AEW. Another thing I want to talk about with AEW was the BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club, Wheeler Yuta, John Moxley, Brian Danielson with William Regal. Everything they have done has been gold. They just released like a four-minute video clip last week with William Regal and, and training these guys. It was fucking awesome. Wheeler Yuta is going over to Japan to wrestle in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. Super fucking dope, which means he, which means he will no longer be on AEW television. I think coming up as of this week, I want to say. So that's going to leave Mox and Brian alone. And I've been saying this. This is where I got my guy, Big Sexy. I told him, I said, it's going to be Mox and Brian against Jungle Express at Double or Nothing. And he's like, no, you got to do something with Yuta. Now, look at Yuta's occupied. This leaves Mox and Brian free. I love Luch or I love Jungle Express. I love Jungle Boy. I love Luchasaurus. But that their title reign has been they've wrestled good matches. I just am not digging their title reign at all. Get the belts off of them. I never liked the belts really going on them in the first place. I thought that Lucha Lucha Express should have kept the belts. Um or the Lucha Express. What the fuck, dude? I'm mixing my shit up. The Lucha brothers should have kept the belts. But again, Phoenix injured himself anyway, so you would have needed a tournament or some shit. So I guess at the end of the day, it, it did work out. Um, but yeah, I think that it's going to be Mox and Brian. They're already in the fucking tag team rankings. I hate the rankings. You know, I hate the rankings, but they're already in the tag team rankings. It's going to be Mox and Brian going up against Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy at double or nothing. And you're going to see... And you're going to see Mox and Brian take the tag team titles at double or nothing. And that's going to be the start of things. They'll have the tag belts. Wheeler Yuta will have the ROH Pure Championship. And they're going to be walking around with gold. And William Regal's going to be smiling. And then maybe they add somebody else to their stable. So, I mean, this is all storytelling right now. We're four weeks away from double or nothing. So everything that they're doing is, is pointed to the direction of double or nothing. So you got the Owen Hart tournament where I see a couple matches coming out of that. You got the four on four, as I mentioned. You got you got the four on four, which features Darby, the Hardys, and the Stinger taking on Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. And then you got Adam Cole taking on Cesaro in the finals of the Owen Hart Cup tournament. And you got the Death Triangle taking on the House of Black in a six man. All with dudes in this tournament. So there's a lot of storytelling that's going on all around us in this show. Love what they're doing with the BCC. Another thing that I, another point I wanted to talk about with AEW was just what they're doing with Wardlow. Fucking guy is flat out dominant, man. Such fucking sexiness to look at. Everything he does is fucking great. He's selling. Now he's fucking doing flips, standing moonsaults. 
he wrestled a uh, former big cast W Morrissey. If you watch impact wrestling, another guy since he left WWE, who's done nothing but good things for himself. Dude is cut up. Looks good. Uh, they wrestled a good big man match Two just big brutes and Wardlow took him down with a power bomb after a standing moonsault where he landed on his feet. Then he took out about 45 security guards. The story with MJF has been great. I look forward to this match at double or nothing. There's a contract signing that's coming up. I look forward. I don't like contract signings, but I look forward to seeing the stipulations that MJF puts in the match at double or nothing. Wardlow wants out of his contract. Wardlow wants to be a free man. So what is MJF going to put into that contract? That is what it's, that's what's going to interest me. Love what they're doing with Wardlow. Can't wait to see Wardlow and MJF at double or nothing. This double or nothing card is really shaping up to be good. Which brings me to my next point. The Hangman Page promo. Fucking fantastic. And I haven't talked to you guys since the CM Punk promo from last week, which was also fantastic. So you fl- they flipped roles kind of. CM Punk was acting squeamish. Like, he's not sure if he could beat Hangman. He's just going to go out there and try, do his best, try to become the champion. Adam Page said, fuck that. I'm the AEW world champion. You're not the best in the world. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to kick your ass. Now, he did have a little bit of a face at the end of his promo, where maybe he was questioning what he had just said. But dude went out there, cut the promo. We know he's got balls. He's put on huge matches with everybody he's wrestled with. But he's like, fuck this. Fuck you, punk. I'm going to kick your ass. This is my title. This is my show. I didn't expect a squeamish promo from, from Punk. And I didn't expect the, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you respect. I'm going to kick your fucking ass promo from Hangman. I love it. I love the swap. And what it does is make me question if Punk will actually beat Hangman or not. I was all gung-ho. CM Punk's going to win. This is CM Punk's time. But what if he doesn't? That'd be fucked up. But what if he doesn't? Right. He will. CM Punk's going to win that match. It's time. Just like uh, Jungle Express, good reigns, good matches, but it's time to end it. Put that title on CM Punk. Put the tag titles on Daniel Bryan and John Moxley. Let's try to get some casuals watching AEW. I liked having the belts on all the originals. It was cool to see, but let's go. Which brings me to my next point. I love what they're doing with the other storyline. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of good going around everywhere else. So you got the JAS thing with Santana Ortiz and Kingston, which has been very, very good. You got Keith Lee and Swerve as a tag team already starting to do catchphrases together, which I really dig. Hobbs and Starks going up, you know, go doing a going up against Jungle Express. They're pushing that. I, I could dig that. I could dig Starks and Jungle Boy for the FTW title because he's going to lose. That is Jungle Boy. He's going to lose to Ricky Starks, which is going to make Christian talk a little shit to him like he did after he lost to Kyle O'Reilly. And then after they lose the tag team titles, Christian's going to kick his ass and go full heel. That's what I anticipate happening. But I like all these little things that they going on. They got going on with Hobbs Starks, Lee and Swerve. Um, 
And then I like the hook and Dan Housen stuff. It's fucking entertaining. I'm sorry, but I do find it very entertaining. Now, you notice I haven't brought up the women. Um, they have had multiple women's angles going on. Julia Hart had her own angle on Dynamite, where the Varsity Blondes were out there, and Pillman cut this in Passion Promo. Pillman just doesn't do it for me. I liked him when he first debuted, but he just doesn't do it for me. Maybe a heel turn would be best for him. But Pillman cut a very passionate promo about how he wants to protect Julia Hart, yada, yada, yada. I like the progression with the House of Black story as it kind of just like faded away for six weeks. So I'm glad to see that's back. You have the Women's Owen Hart Cup Tournament where you have seen for multi- for like two weeks now, Britt, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho. They've been cutting promos with Tony, doing interviews together. They're going to wrestle two on two. On, on Rampage coming up on Friday this week. And then you got Red Velvet in there as well. You got Riho. She's going to be qualifying Friday night. She's wrestling another Japanese woman. I forgot her name. Yuki something, I want to say. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, as far as the, the Women's Owen Hart Cup goes, this one's Britt versus Tony Storm, and that's obvious as it gets. It'll come down to Tony will beat Hater. They haven't shown the bracket yet, but it doesn't really matter. You know, we know where we know where it's going. It's going to end up Britt on one side, Tony on the other, and Britt versus Tony at double or nothing, which I'm fucking down with. And then you got, then you got the women's championship. Thunder Rosa came out for to cut a promo. Serena date Serena Deeb interrupted her. My guy Bakley Cage, my IQ, check his shit out. Said that last week, two weeks ago, Serena Deeb would be the one to challenge Thunder Rosa, and he was right. And they're gonna put on a good match or two. She's she's definitely a good a good challenger for Thunder Rosa right now. And then you got the Ty Conti Page Van Zant thing going on, mixed up with Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara over the TNT Championship. And then you got the TBS champion Jade Cargill with her new baddies group of Red Velvet and Kira Hogan. We need to find Jade a real opponent is what we need to do. But I do like how she set a little stable up for herself. So there's a lot of good going on on AEW right now. I don't got too much com- to to complain about. I'm really fucking excited for this Owen Hart Cup tournament. I'm excited for Double or Nothing. I mean, run it down. CM Punk, Hangman Page for the AEW World Championship. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb for the AEW Women's Championship. Adam Cole versus Cesaro, or potentially it could be like a guy like Kenny Omega, but I didn't even want to like go there. But Adam Cole versus whoever the Joker is. Cesaro, Kenny Omega, Johnny Gargano in the Owen Hart Cup Finals. And then you got Britt Baker versus Tony Storm for the Owen Hart Cup Women's Finals. You got the House of Black versus the Death Triangle. You're going to have something with Jericho, the Jericho Appreciation Squad against Eddie Santana and Ortiz. You're going to have the BCC taking on Jungle Express. You're going to have Wardlow taking on MJF. I'd anticipate some sort of a mixed tag between Sammy, Ty, Scorpio, and and uh, Paige Van Zandt. And then you still have the Hardy. You, know, you still got that four-on-four four with the Hardy's Darby Sting against FTR, Red Dragon. And you still got to figure out something to do with FTR on your show. And Keith Lee, Swerve. Andrade, Whew. man, this roster is stacked. Let's see what you got, Tony. Book that double or nothing. 
And again, I'm fucking stoked to be going to Forbidden Door. So excited. And uh, let's talk about WWE now. WWE has been given a very, very solid product as well. And I want to start with, with Raw. Raw has been very good lately. Since, even going back before WrestleMania. But since WrestleMania, Raw has been so good lately. And I want to give a shout out to a couple of a couple of feuds and just like AEW, I'll kind of just run down what I've really enjoyed. And I've enjoyed Ezekiel. I think Ezekiel has been fucking awesome. And that's no surprise because Elias was incredibly entertaining, always undervalued, always underrated. When he was a heel, he was great. When he was a face for that little bit of time, he was great. I'll never forget the shit that him and Kevin Owens did in Seattle. The crowd was so fucking hot that night. That was like an old school wrestling crowd. And this, the way he's telling this younger brother storyline is it's fucking awesome. I really dig it. And he's mixing it up with KO. KO can do no wrong. So the fact is that the fact that he's getting KO is good. He's been in six man tags, um, eight man tags. And I'm excited to see where this goes going down the road. Maybe, maybe they bring someone in to play Elias. I mean, that would be cool as shit, right? So I'm really digging the Ezekiel stuff. I'm digging Cody and Seth. I mean, how can't you be? Seth's fucking awesome. Seth's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Top three wrestler in the world easily. And Cody, since coming back to WWE, you know, you can go back and listen to everything I've said about Cody in the past. Uh, since since he's since becoming a free agent, big star, big name player, and you know I'm a hater of Cody Rhodes. I say upper mid card for life. A lot of my guys feel the same way, upper mid card for life. But coming in the way he came in after doing everything he did, I need I need to recircle this again. Cody's a star, so everything he's doing with Seth is awesome. Everything Cody's doing, period, right now is fucking awesome. Um, on the podcast with Stone Cold. Uh, he's talking about how, wanting to bring the winged eagle belt back. How cool would that be? Cody gets money in the bank, cashes it in, wins the title, brings the winged eagle belt back. I don't know. Maybe that's like a WrestleMania moment type of thing he needs to do. Or maybe he doesn't need to wait till WrestleMania to win the title. Or maybe he never wins the title. I think he's going to win the title at some point. The thing is, though, are they going to break the titles up? You know, and that's a topic for later. But I love, 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 love what Cody's doing. Love what, he's, what Seth's doing. But again... As far as like character work goes, they're two of the best characters in wrestling. So, of course, they're going to be telling a good story right now. It's a matter of who wins this match um, on Sunday. Whew, I don't want to predict it right now. I got the fucking, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that you got to have Cody win the match. But Seth losing back to back to Cody, what does that do for him? Seth could lose probably six times in a row and not hurt his character because he's that damn good. So you got to think Cody wins the match, but maybe they go 1-1 and they go Hell in a Cell, uh, which will be right here in Chicago. Maybe that's where they go. But they got a couple storylines that could, could go Hell in a Cell. They got the tag title match that could go Hell in a Cell. They got Cody and Rollins that go, could go Hell in a Cell. I think Drew and Roman could be something that could go Hell in a Cell like four or five months from now after they tell that story. I think um, they got AJ and Edge that could easily go Hell in a Cell if they if, – you know, Bianca and Becky, if they continue that story, but they didn't go there. Could have went Hell in a Cell, too. Charlotte, Ronda, if they continue it, they can back and, back and go Hell in a Cell. But, you know, it, it's just a matter of who's going to win that match. I got to think Cody's going to win. 
But, you know, WWE and their 50-50 booking, maybe they go Seth wins and they go Hell in a Cell. Which, if they continue this feud for another month, I'm all for it because it's fucking great. Another thing that's been very, very fucking good in WWE, especially on Raw, is the women's wrestling. The six women's match, the, the six six ladies match, however the fuck you want to say it, the six little six women in that match all kick serious ass. Looking at Becky, Rhea, and Sonia, that's a faction right there, all in black leather. Damn! And then you got the, on the other side of the ring, Bianca, Belair, Asuka, and Liv Morgan. And let me tell you, Liv said something on Twitter the other day, L-I-T-B, and I'm going to live by that. Live in the bank. This is the year Liv wins money in the bank. Liv eventually cashes that briefcase in. Does she cash in on Bianca and turn heel? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? But live in the bank. I wouldn't mind Rhea in the bank, but I don't think Rhea needs the money in the bank to get there. I think Rhea should. Rhea did turn heel. I think Rhea and Bianca needs to be a feud coming soon. But the women have been awesome all over the board. These six, Sonia in her role, Becky and Asuka now. Whatever Bianca's going to do, I know she's been fucking with Sonia. You got Liv and Rhea. We're telling multiple stories here. You know, you want to bring it over to, I'm not a fan of Natty. I can't stand her. But you got the tag team titles with Sasha makes anything she does relevant. So putting those belts on Sasha with Naomi and their feud, they got the extra feud going with Shayna and Natty. They're telling the story. All these women involved. Dana Brooke all over the place. You know, the 24-7 shit's relatively entertaining. I don't hate it. So if I don't hate it, that means it's good, which means kids are actually enjoying it, which is awesome. So you got you got Dana doing her thing there, Tamina there. You got women everywhere, all and then Charlotte and Rhonda, obviously. They're they're on the show. Shotzi was back, Aaliyah was back. They were back just to do quick jobs. Um to Charlotte, Rhonda. But they're back. The WWE's women division is fucking stacked. And especially on Raw. But everything everything on Raw is good. The whole the whole show, very, very good quality stuff. You want to talk about Bloodline, RK Bro, Drew. I initially liked them doing the tag team championship merge as I felt like that's that's more authentic. I thought they were going to do it with the women. I thought they were going to do it with the mid-card and then go back to just having one champion, one world champion, one mid-card champion, one tag team champion, one women's champion. I wouldn't even be opposed then if they did a women's mid-card champion just to help elevate the women's team, give them another tag or give them another belt. But I don't know what they're doing now. This match would have been cool. They put the bloodline versus RK-Bro and Drew in a six-man at the pay-per-view on Sunday. I think it would have been cool if all the belts were on the line. Some old-school Diesel and Shawn Michaels versus Yokozuna and Owen Hart type shit right there. But I could dig the six-man. I thought they'd save Roman and Drew. But I like how they're not just forcing Roman and Drew one-on-one right away with no build. So the six man is fine. And then I guess a hell in a cell, you could start that Roman and Drew one-on-one stuff. I don't want it to be in a cell though. So you got other matches, like I said, AJ and Edge, Seth and Cody. You could put those type of matches inside Hell in a Cell, do Roman and Drew one-on-one. So I'm intrigued to see where they go with the tag titles, but still that's good stuff. Everything Roman touches is gold. Plus the, all six of them are, are very talented. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about was the Judgment Day, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, 
I knew it was coming. Everyone was freaking out when Finn Balor lost the U.S. title. And I'm like, stop, stop. It's going to be AJ and Priest again. Or I'm so sorry. It's going to be Edge and Priest against AJ and Finn. And we're going to get the WWE version of the Bullet Club going. That's exactly what happened. And I don't expect them to add nobody to the group. But having those two together, and it makes sense. And WWE was smart to do this, especially right now with the New Japan AEW show when they when they announced it jay white adam cole were the the focal points of the announcement and then over the weekend i'm sure wwe pays attention to the internet over the weekend the bullet club had a huge reunion show over in new japan jay white re-showed up juice robinson showed up in turn heel joined the bullet club they won uh ishimori won the iwgp junior championship bad luck Fale and chase owens won the iwgp tag team championships and at the end of the night, Jay White laid out Okada holding up the championship with Robinson. All the gold good brothers were there. So WWE definitely capitalizing on that Bullet Club steam right now. Had Balor, AJ do the two sweet middle of the ring. And I expect to see a tag team match going forward. I love that. Again, everything Raw is doing is gold from top to bottom. From Bloodline, RK Bro, Drew. I know that's a SmackDown thing, but they've been going back and forth, the, the tag teams at least. It's Cody and Rollins, Judgment Day versus Styles, and adding Balor to that. The women have been fucking awesome. I'd personally like to see more from Veer. I don't think that he needs to be out here just squashing fucking jobbers. I think that dude could be legit. Don't give him the, the, the Ryback, the Humaga. I know they eventually had good stuff down the road, the Rusev. But just just give this guy a feud right now. Like I don't want, I don't need to see this guy doing squash for four months. He's been coming for four months. So give him something to do. Ali is back. He's wrestling two on one matches. Um, you know, people are upset he's losing. He's doing something. Maybe he takes that US title off theory down the road. I thought for sure Theory and Ricochet were gonna be squaring off to merge those belts, but maybe I was wrong. Maybe they separate the titles again. Maybe Raw gets a world championship again and they keep the belt separate. I don't even think they know what the fuck they're doing, so it's hard to fucking gauge what they're doing on our end. And then over on SmackDown, it's really not too much good. You got, again, the, the Bloodline thing. The Bloodline with RK-Bro. Drew's got involved in that recently. Drew just ended his shit with Sami Zayn. Ricochet has been defending the Intercontinental title like crazy, but... It's just, it's just not doing it for me. Not his title ring. Just, I don't care about Shanky and Jinder Mahal getting these one-on-one fucking matches um, for the IC title. I just, I don't know. It's just not, not, not doing it for me. And then the New Day and the Sheamus and Ridge Holland and Butch thing, that doesn't do much for me. Charlotte and Ronda, that doesn't do shit for me. So there's just a lot of not doing it for me over on the SmackDown side of things. And again, that's all back to the draft. When you take guys like Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch and you bring them all over to Raw, the Raw product is going to be fucking elevated. The Raw sucked before the draft. SmackDown was great. Now SmackDown sucks and Raw is awesome. But Raw is a three-hour show, so you'd think you'd want to fill that three-hour show to the best of your ability, which they've done. Raw has been awesome. SmackDown, not so much. NXT, I want to hit on a couple of things. You saw the NXT releases. They released about nine people, including uh, former Parker Boudreaux um, or Harland, as he was known on NXT television. They released 
uh, Persia Perota and Dexter Loomis. Those were the three big ones who they released. I was I was pretty surprised by all of them. I don't blame WWE anymore at this point for their releases. In NXT, they have a system in place now. You either fit into their system or you don't. And they're going to let you know pretty goddamn quickly whether you do or you don't. Now, I'm not sitting here saying I support the releases. I don't. I thought Persia was good. I thought Dexter Loomis was fucking awesome. I thought Harland had all the potential in the world. And in that Michael Myers-type role with Joe Gacy, I thought that he fit that well. But I'm not be- behind the scenes. Maybe they're not developing. Uh, the Dexter thing really surprised me. I don't know why a guy like that can't thrive on the main roster. I think he'd be great on the main roster, especially just as it is as Dexter Loomis. You could have even brought Indy up with him. But, it is again, it, it, it is what it is. You can't be mad at him. They're going to run their business how they're going to run their, their business. If these people, especially in NXT at this point, if these people in NXT don't fit their vision going forward, NXT now is no longer like an indie-based developmental brand. NXT is now supposed to be a breeding ground for future WWE superstars. WWE doesn't see these people as future WWE superstars, or they're not developing, then fuck it. They get released. It is what it is. Um, as far as storylines go, how do you in, in, incorporate that? So you had the Indusia thing going on with Indy and Persia and Dexter and Hudson. So awkwardly, Indy and Hudson were talking, and Indy was like crying, looking at her wedding ring on her finger not being there no more and hudson of course the creep that he is goes to kiss her and she's just like ew and like runs fucking out and shit and then joe gacy not having harlan there anymore he's got some like big dude in the crowd and then he's got drood showing up at the end of it so joe gacy can just continue doing what he's doing so again i'm not in support of this but at the end of the day wwe is going to develop the way they're going to develop and when you looked at the show that we just watched on Tuesday night, you see these guys like Braun Breaker and Joe Gacy, Carmelo Hayes, Solo Sokoa. These are fucking the Creed brothers. Nikita Lyons, Lash Legend. I mean, I know she's got a lot of work to go. Her and Nikita both got a lot of work to go in the ring. Cora Jade got some work to do in the ring. But these are people that they're building. You could tell that they're putting work in. You want to talk about building somebody. Nathan Frazier looked like the next Johnny Gargano. And you could he you could push that kid like that. He's got everything. He's got charisma. He's fucking great in the ring. He flies and he's got that whole Seth Rollins storyline. I watched him back in the Indies when he was Benjamin Carter. Dude could fucking flat out go. I love seeing him beat Grayson Waller. Maybe they're not as high in Waller as they once were either. Um, but I love seeing that that win from him for sure. So NXT's got a lot of good things going on, and you know a lot of people were really salty with the releases. But at the end of the day, you just gotta look at it like that. They're gonna fucking build these people as as, as stars, or they're gonna fucking fire them. And if you're not gonna fit into what they are gonna perceive you as as a star, then let them go and let them go back to the Indies and let them make money. Fuck, I saw Dexter Loomis is already booked. I'm sure Persia's gonna get booked. I saw she's fucking opening OnlyFans. There you go. She's gonna fucking ball out doing that shit. So, you know, it is what it is. I wouldn't worry too much about it. NXT products, been, uh, you know, I don't watch it as consistently as I once did. I try to watch the bigger shows, which is why I watch Tuesday. And, I, of course, I watch Stand and Deliver. I told uh, my guy Matt Ritter over at Smack the Raw um, after I made my Pornhub debut, or while I was making my Pornhub debut. It's a great podcast. Go check it out over on Pornhub. That I try to watch NXT 2.0 a little bit more. 
So I'm going to keep that word. I'm going to try to watch 2.0 a little more. And I did enjoy what I watched on Tuesday. So I'll keep it up. I'll, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of talent there. WWE has been good. AEW has been good. New Japan had that killer show over the weekend. Like I said, the Bullet Club, Bullet Club reunion show. Wrestling is in a great state right now. I'm pumped to be a fucking wrestling fan. And that's really all I got for you today. Again, super fucking excited to be going to Forbidden Door. I got to give my wife mad props. Follow her on Twitter. She's huge into wrestling. Follow her at Oh, It's Missy on Twitter. And we're fucking going to Forbidden Door, baby. And that's all I got for y'all today. Thank you so much for checking out this show. If you listened all the way through, I can't thank you enough. You can find the Wrestling Index podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor specifically iTunes. Please give me downloads. If you're listening, please can you review the show? Take it. I'll take five stars. If I suck, give me a fucking star. But I imagine if you listen through all 41 minutes of this shit that you, you, you probably like what I'm putting down here. So please take care of me there. Thank you so much. The wrestling index.com. Check it out. And uh, I'll be back.